Welcome to the Be Bold in Business podcast. My name is Samantha Hearn and I'm the host of this amazing channel. I wanted to bring you a place where you hear from myself and other amazing inspirational business people on their journey to the success they've created. I wanted to bring you the offline journeys to the online successes that we see on social media. I want to create a place where you hear the struggles people have been through, the challenges, the lessons they've learned, the mistakes they've made, so that you know that ordinary people can create extraordinary things every single day, and that it's totally possible for you too. The Be Bold in Business podcast is a place where you are going to hear real, genuine, warts and all stories from some of the most exceptional people in business and how they succeeded anyway. If you are ready to show up in your business, if you are ready to be bold, if you are ready to learn from your mistakes, if you are ready to bounce back and become more resilient, this is the podcast for you. And me, Samantha Hearn, I cannot wait to welcome you, support you, empower and inspire you and share with you the stories that sometimes don't get shared online and give you this real refreshing approach on how building a business sometimes can be hard, sometimes involves failing, sometimes involves struggle, but you can still succeed anyway. So welcome to the Be Bold in Business podcast, and I cannot wait for you to take your invitation to be bold in your business too. Okay, ready for another juicy masterclass on the podcast today. And I'm going to do what normally happens and just share the title and a bit of a synopsis of what you can expect. Then you will meet our guest expert and we'll kind of have this conversation. So today we're really focusing on how can you build a business that feels fulfilled and not just busy. And when you listen to this, it's going to be January. So this is a really important time whenever you listen, but definitely at the start of a new year to think about how you can build a business that isn't just be making you busy but does allow you to feel fulfilled Um, and with this amazing guest expert we're covering these four areas for you her journey back from cancer which of course is personal for her but we're hoping that this really helps any of you that are listening if you do experience things like chronic illnesses you're going through anything in your life that is moving you from a place of feeling really healthy to potentially more energetically depleted maybe there are some health things changing for you so some not only some insights from her perspective but hopefully some things that you can move forward with and implement for your own boundaries around your business and your health the second element is what does fulfillment actually look and feel like as a business owner I think this is a really important conversation for you to all be part of so you can start to reflect on how do you want your business to feel and look based on fulfillment rather than just busyness or figures number three how can someone start to create success without just becoming busy so how has this amazing guest been able to do that for themselves and for their business and finally how to manage boundaries when it comes to your work life your home life but also your health and what you do for your health so that gives you an idea of what you can expect from this episode but now we're going to meet the person that we're speaking to so hello kiki Oh, hello, Sam. What an amazing introduction there. And thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Well, thanks for coming on. I'd love for you to just give people the chance to get to know you a little bit, you know, like who you are, what you do, anything you want to share, really, and then we'll dive in. Okay, so thank you. So I think the first thing I should probably say is both Sam and I love yellow and and (laughs) green, emerald green. So I guess that is the that is the common thing between the both of us. So I love yellow. 
Um, although I'm starting to probably fade out some of the yellow in the way that I use it. So as we're recording this podcast, I'm wearing pink today. I know you made oh. reference, but that doesn't mean I'm changing my brand or anything. But I love yellow and I love just what it brings around light and um, happiness and joy. And I guess that's probably a good place to start is is life hasn't always been like that for me. So and I know we're going to cover a lot of this on this podcast, um, but our life has been challenge there's been challenges that have um have been in our life so we lost our mom to cancer when we were very young my sister and I and um I then experienced burnout and grief um 11 years ago um navigating that grief that I'd suppressed and um and then also been on a cancer journey in the last five years so a lot of different setbacks that have happened but what that done is that hardship and that struggle has ended up um, allowing me to focus on my purpose. So my background is in recruitment and HR. That's where I started my career um, and always had elements of coaching and mentoring within that. And I love people. So that's where the journey has started for me is loving people. So I run a coaching consultancy in the Cotswolds with my sister and we do a lot of work um, with high performing teams. We help people um, focus on their health to to navigate the things that they want to navigate and also achieve the things that they want to achieve but with a with their health being at the center of that so wellness well-being being at the center of that and also helping people to slow down to find their inner peace amongst the chaos and the, and, uh, and the difficulties that um, that arise in life so we're really passionate about teaching tools and techniques to slow down to find that calmness amongst our chaos and to gain clarity through your procrastination so that's just a little bit about us I love taking a heart-centered approach and that for everybody means something completely different mm. and a lot of that comes from not not being able to navigate those emotions or understand those emotions suppressing those emotions and um you know being being isolated which I'm sure we'll talk a lot about that but that's us in a nutshell of, of who I am and what we do well, I love that. And I think it's so important, some of the things you shared. So we're definitely going to dig into that. But before we do, like like we said at the very start, I really would love for you to just share how how things have changed, you know, pre five years ago to five years ago to now. Um, because, yeah, like I said, there's going to be so many women and this is a, you know, predominantly women's podcast. And as a woman, we know there are so many things that we have to navigate, even without the external extra risks that we have but you know things like perimenopause menopause fertility lifestyle stress managing our hormones on a daily weekly monthly basis all of that for a woman in itself and then running a business outside of things like autoimmune diseases chronic illnesses cancer you know it's it's a it's a lot to navigate so I, I really want to open up this conversation for these women in a safe space but to also hear from someone that's not only experienced it through your mum but yourself, but also now has so much to share with the world around how you can come back, you know, what you can do. So I'd love for you to just give us a little bit of a journey around around that from maybe how it felt or what, what you went through and how you've ended up here. Yeah. OK, so so where should I begin? I feel like I should probably begin um, probably around my my burnout so my burnout was 11 years ago so just to give you some context because it all links really nicely not nicely but it all it all links together to kind of where I am right now so so pre 11 years ago I was working in recruitment I 
um, I had a dual role, so I was in recruitment, but I also had um, an HRBP kind of talent management role. I also had a team. So I was working hard and I was playing hard. So busyness was just, just something that I was used to doing. And um, and so I'd always focused on being a high achiever, really driven. I was number one in the company for, for consistently for six years. My team was number one and I just loved success. And for me, one of my values then was success. My number one value was success, like being a high achiever, earning all this money, traveling, and having brand new cars. It was very externally focused. Mm-hmm. And um, very quickly, I experienced this burnout. And, and I don't know whether that was maybe the start of cancer and I didn't know, but but I'll never know. But but what that has taught me is <clears throat> excuse me, to really listen to my body. So I kind of navigated that. And that's when I had a huge career change and I, I ended up getting into coaching then. So I'd already started the journey of slowing down and being a lot more intentional you know, undergoing my coaching certifications really helped me to understand more about my needs and my values and my beliefs and and all of that journey. But actually what happened was those behaviors of still success and wanting to to create this big business, this global business was still very much there. Um, And so I had big aspirations for the business. I wanted to create incredible things like group coaching programs. I want to speak on stage. And I just had this real drive. And because it was my own brand, there was that passion to to just build this big business. And my sister very quickly came into the business. Actually, um, shortly after that, she came and she she started as as, um, we, we did a trial because we're sisters. But actually what happened was she came into my business, I think it was the September. And then shortly after that, I then got engaged to a school for, and, and I'm giving you the context of this because then you'll see the, and, and everybody can hear the kind of complexities of like work, life, marriage, fertility, mm-hmm. like all of that to, to give you context. Cause I think sometimes we don't always get the full context of everything, do we? And okay. um, so I'd been waiting for love um, for a long time. And I got really intentional that, that year um, before cancer of, I really wanted to, um, to find love. And so I then reconnected with Ryan. We actually went to school together in Zimbabwe. So real love story. That's a whole nother podcast in itself. And, um, and I had a cough and I, I went to the doctor and at this time, I the business was really um, was was growing. I'd run um, two group coaching programs. I had some clients in the US who was on it. I was doing some incredible corporate work, and so my business was just on that. You know, not the first layer of, of when you first build it. It was like that next layer of 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 growth, and it was just so exciting. And I remember we'd just created some products, and so I had this cough. Went to the doctor. They called me that night um, and said, "Actually, we're very concerned. We've picked up a lot of fluid on your lungs. You need to go tomorrow to go and um, go get it checked out. We're very concerned because of the history of of your mum." And then I was diagnosed with the stage four cancer, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh! Like, I'm just about to get married. So I was going to get married." shortly um, after that in, in September. So this was in the, in the June, I think I was diagnosed. And it was it was tough. It was really tough because I had this business that was growing. I was about to get married and stage four cancer. And I was like, how, like, again, looking at the history of, of what was in our family, my granny died to cancer, my mom died to cancer, and then I had cancer. But actually that gave me a fight off. I was going to fight this and I... And I don't know if it was the 
the therapy, the coaching, everything that I had previously, but it gave me a fight and the mental tools to be able to, to navigate that. So, so I went full steam ahead, fought the cancer, um, and Eleni and I continued doing what we were doing within our business. However, I didn't continue working full time. I, I did the, the odd couple of things here and there because it kept me going. And and that um, that also helped me really keep the vision focused. And, and I remember what happened with me at that time. I had two coaching friends who um, came and they helped me relook at my vision of um, like just narrow down all of those goals, almost like a bucket list, because I didn't know what was going to happen. I knew I was going to fight this, but some of that is beyond was beyond my control. And I had faith, you know, faith and and spirituality and God has been a big part of my journey. Again, that's a whole nother podcast in itself. But actually that vision that those friends helped me to keep focused on really helped me align. And then shortly after I finished treatment, everything was starting to look positive. And I guess I learned to take each step as it um, as it came. And then I returned back to work on and off probably about um, eight months later, roughly about eight months later. Um, but there's a big but here, but still with the same behaviors of this busy, high performing, um, you know, drive within myself. And obviously at that time, life looked very different. I was still recovering from chemo and radiotherapy. My hair was still growing back, but actually opportunities were coming. So I was being asked to speak. I was being asked to deliver things. So you know, I, I was full steam ahead with with that same those same behaviors. So I hurried back to work. And again, in hindsight, now I probably wouldn't have hurried back as I, as quickly as I did. I started to recruit a small team, um, which would, and I think this is where this was difficult because I'd I'd kind of press pause on some of the big goals that I'd been working on with my coach, and I I got some support with a consultancy helping me with growth for, for our consultancy, and so I kind of just wanted to go back. I wanted to go back to where things were, but they were not the same. So quickly recruited this team. We got office space, and actually quite early on with that, I I was like I I just don't know if I want this anymore, like the way it was. But I had then commitments of a team, and and so I had to navigate that and 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 show up and and lead that team and uh, and and lead our clients. And actually, it probably took me a year to then really realize actually this is not the way I want to work. And then what I did was I spent two years unpicking all of that that I had started to build. Um, which I would definitely say only up until probably last year. Did that really, did I then really feel into, into that new calmness and that new peace um, of the way that I needed to navigate that? And, and it's been a journey. There's still been things that I've had to unpick. Even this time last year, I was really navigating being in menopause, um, you know, being on HRT, coming off HRT, navigating fertility, you know, lots of different things within that. Um, I suppose maybe that's a good place to pause because I imagine there's lots you probably want to ask for that. My gosh, so much. But I think it's to be honest, it's just so nice for people to hear honest conversations from people because yeah, when you are in business, a lot of the time I completely agree with you, things are not in context because we see a very quick snapshot or we see social media yeah. or we connect to the here and now of the person, which of course we want to do. We want to be taken for who we are now, but being able to just hold space and listen to a journey and a process for someone else also hopefully would allow someone listening to do that for themselves you know like where have I come from what have I done what have I overcome what have I learned 
because those are the things that often you take forward like you said you know you take forward these learnings these a lot of this has changed the way that you've worked um and I do think this is a really nice opportunity to unpick a bit more what you said around how you you know you've got this team you didn't know if you loved it you know you've got this consultancy business you've unpicked a lot of the work you've come back to work when you think about this idea of someone creating a fulfilled business and you know we talk about this a lot but I do think there are a lot of external pressures when you when you are in the online service space around um, pace money what you earn how you earn it how quickly you sell out there's there's a lot um and of course there is in any business you know um and we have to be hyper aware of that for ourselves but the pace in which marketing moves is just you know exponential so fulfillment can sometimes almost seem like an afterthought because it's like i'll feel happy when i'll focus on myself when i'll take time off when i'll I'll have a spa day when i'll go on holiday when so what does fulfillment because when you said at the start you know this heart-centered business it's a lot about what you stand for what does it look and feel like for you as a business owner why does it matter so much yeah i love that question and this is still a journey I'm on now and because I think this is the reality of, of the life that we live and the seasons that, that we that we have in life. You know, like we've got the seasons, you know, winter, summer, spring, autumn. That's the same with our life. We, we will have some of those seasons within our life, too. So I think, you know, if, if we talk about, let's say for this year, what, what this is, what fulfillment has looked like for me is doing incredible, meaningful work with heart-centered clients so clients that are changing the world clients that are um that stand similar values with with ourselves so nowadays I'm really um aware of of who we do business with do those values align that's one of the reasons why I chose you as my coach this year because of of many similar values um so I've, I've become a lot more purposeful with that fulfillment when it comes to work and having really firm boundaries in place which is hard you're still trying to navigate and I know what we'll kind of get onto that now and and also what else what fulfillment looks like for me personally in my personal life is making sure that I am well rested that I have good amounts of sleep that I nourish myself with with enough time in nature that I move my body that I have regular treatments whatever that is whether that's some reflexology whether that is um, getting out in nature whatever that is seeing my PT twice a week whatever that is and also you know spirituality is a big thing for me that peace that you know connecting to God praying that quietness the solitude that's a big thing for me. The past, the old Kiki 10 years ago, oh my gosh, I would have hated to be alone. Now I savor every opportunity to, to have solitude, you know, having baths um, regularly, making sure that I'm connected with, with friends that that fill me up. You know, I've, I've had lots of people over, over the course of my life who've been incredible human beings, but maybe not for the right reasons, toxic relationships. So I'm st- I've had to learn a lot around relationships. So now I've got a smaller circle of friends but they are friends that light me up they're friends that fulfill me they're friends that make me feel happy and joyful um, and I think the other thing for fulfillment too which is something that's a lot more recent for me in the last I guess since probably the beginning part of the year is is also still navigating conflict difficult conversations so naturally there's parts of myself that have shown up as being a high achiever 
and um, and and being a people pleaser. And, and what that has done, that's then led me into some tricky situations of, of not wanting to deal with conflict or not wanting to speak up about my views or my needs. So that fulfillment is that is the whole version of me, body, soul, mind and spirit. Um, and actually that spirituality, not it's non-negotiable. And then making sure that I, if I'm fulfilled, also I'm making sure that I practice what I preach. So I can't be going online and saying self-care and don't be busy and da, 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 and all of these things if I don't have this in my life. So again, you know, honesty and authenticity is one of my values. So I often feel like there's a real disconnect if I'm if I'm leading a back-to-back diary or if I'm I'm not slowing down or if I'm living in chaos or if I'm living in um in procrastination, I'm then not being I'm not being true to then what I'm I'm practicing. And um what else about fulfillment less I think for me this is the other thing I've realized on this journey like less is more so again if I look at how we've simplified in our business this year and still on that journey that's why I'm working with you and um you know and, and accountability for, for me fulfillment is also having the right accountability so if I think of my structure right now so I've got um so I've got my husband who I love dearly but he keeps me on the good straight and narrow um a lot of the time it annoys me but actually he keeps me very aligned um, I've got my family who I love dearly, but at times, you know, we we've navigated grief and burnout and so many others, cancer. So so there is some brokenness there and there's some codependencies there. And so we navigate that. But again, they keep me on the good, straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I just want to run away from them, but I love them dearly. And we also Greek, too, which I should have probably said at the beginning. So that brings another diversity of that. I've got you as my business coach, which has been really transformational this year. Like it just makes me emotional, just kind of even, you know, that again is probably another conversation for another time. And my PT, who's ex-army, and oh my goodness, he is a bit of a tough, you know, again, with that high achiever, but keeps me really focused. I've seen him for probably about three years. So that's been really good because I still show up even the days when I'm tired and I'm exhausted or I can't quite because I'm feeling tired or the body doesn't feel rested I still show up and he makes things work for me and then some of the the other holistic support that I've got around reflexology or massage and then a therapist so I've seen a therapist most of this year um, to help me navigate you know some of the more personal things some of the family stuff and just really understanding more of like what my needs are what are the parts of me that are showing up so there's a lot there. Um, you know, sometimes even fulfillment is just having a cup of tea, green tea, sat on a sofa with a candle, cuddled with my dog. It's it's just that slowness, that calmness, that peace. Um, yeah, that's that's. I hope that that summarizes that in a, in a nutshell. Yeah, I do have a follow up question before we talk about yeah. um, success without being busy. Yeah. As someone, because I'm very similar and I know that I attract a lot of women in that type of realm of energy around this kind of high achieving go, very kind of, um, you know, the, the doer. Um, and it's interesting. I have I have, I have, two. I have the community that are very feminine and need the structure. But then I do have the community that are quite in their masculine and do and proactive and go for it. Did you find it hard to embrace I know I definitely found this hard but very similar to you I'm now now I value it a lot more but did you find it hard to embrace this idea of 
slowness, slowness for one, but secondly, actually sitting and asking yourself, does this make me happy? You know, like what, if I think about business and I know it's the same for you, I could definitely have just carried on pumping my way through results, selling, launching different things, scaling a business, having a team. I definitely, and at the end I would have had the results, but I wouldn't have felt good. But the the time it takes to actually stop and have that self-auditing and that reconditioning to think about yourself first, rather than the busyness or the external or the result or what people see or the to-do list, how did you actually manage shifting that focus to the point where you're saying now you love the snow slowness, you love the solitude, you enjoy that time to reflect and that stillness. But there would have been a time that that would have felt uncomfortable. You know, I'm not being productive. I'm not being busy. I'm not doing. What did that journey look like? Yeah, that's such a good question. So it's, it's been a it's been probably about a 10 year journey, if I'm absolutely honest, and still is continually it doesn't show up as much nowadays, but in the early days, oh my goodness, it did. I think, you know, for me, it got to a stage where I had no choice but to embrace it. I had to move through the struggle because from the age of 13 until 30, I pushed and I pushed and I pushed and I pushed and I pushed because I didn't know any other way. I suppressed, I suppressed, I numbed, I numbed, I numbed. So that was number one time that that happened. Fine, okay, gave in started again pushing through pushing through I'm just going to cut I just keep going when I get to Christmas it's okay I'll just keep going when I get to that goal when we earn this month just keep going keep going keep going keep going and then cancer came keep going keep going keep going I'll pause for a little bit catch a breath catch a breath so that was the second time cancer and then the third time was actually then coming back to work after that that I was forced to I can't keep going any longer so that for me is a trigger when I know that I just keep going, I have to just, okay, when I get to this, when I, I know that I can't do that because my, for one, my body after cancer just doesn't allow it. It doesn't allow it even, and I know we had a conversation before we got on here today, my diary today looked, looked quite full, a lot fuller than it would normally would normally be. And my body just can't operate like that anymore. My nervous system just does not, it does not function like that anymore. So so listening to my body has been the first thing mm -hmm. and, um, and breaking those habits, those habits of, and that's where the boundaries come in. So being really clear about what my priorities are. And I talk a lot about this in our coaching because I work similar to you work with a lot of high achievers is being really clear with my, my priorities. And again, in those seasons will look very different. You know, we're coming towards the end of this year now. Some of the things that we've been working on together, it's, a, it's go, go, go at the minute. But that still means that there is still place for massages. There's still place for rest. There's still place for switching off. Mm. Um, having those boundaries in place is so important. Those habits. I am one for being consistent with my habits. Um, and, and not just habits for the sake of busy habits, like it might have been like 10 years ago, but habits that are purposeful, that aren't, that serve me. But again, through those seasons of life um, and then making sure that I'm really clear about how it makes me feel. Is it working for me? Is it not working for me? Um, and then actually it then becomes just a consistent process of, of, of what's important for you and, and living and breathing it um, through that. But it's been a journey. But if I was too busy, I wouldn't understand. I wouldn't feel that. And I think that's what happens when we are busy all the time is 
we are just go, 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 go. And there's no chance to catch your breath. And so I've learned a lot about breathing and slowing down. And, you know, when those boundaries are in place, we can understand what's going on. There's that self-awareness of just stopping or pausing for a period of time. Um, and I'll give you our podcast as an example. You know, one of the podcasts for so long, we created one. And it was going really well up until the summer last year. And my health, like I was, my health was still I was really struggling with exhaustion and tired, tiredness. And we had to press pause. Well, the pause was for a year. Now, was I happy about that? No. Several times this year, it was, we're going to get the podcast back up. We're going to get the podcast back up. I just didn't have the energy to do it. And again, you know, when we look at energy levels, and I talk a lot about this, is, you know, our energy is our physical energy, our mental, our social, our spiritual. Um, and I can't remember the last one. I'll come to, it'll come to me, but we've got to do something in all of those energy levels and listen to those energy levels. And then it's about stopping and pressing that pause, whatever that that is. And then, and I think more importantly, it's, and this is the one I think we all maybe lacking is it's all down to you like and, and to me we have to have the ownership the accountability the responsibility and I know you talk a lot about that and that's what I I love about working with you it's like what are you gonna do like what are you what are you responsible for what are you gonna own up to um you know what are those decisions every decision we've got has a consequence with what we say yes to and whatever we say no to has a consequence to that busyness, to that fulfillment of life. Mm. You're so, I think as well, a lot that I've taken from this is actually about this idea of consistency with it and the habits behind it and feeling fulfilled and creating fulfillment is not like a task. It's a, it's a way of, it's a change, a way of life, a, a change of mindset, a change of energy, um, which I, I really love. And again, as, as people that focus a lot more on outcomes, it is nice to hold space for this conversation because, it, you know, like we said at the start, it's not always something that we do. Um, and I think that would be great, actually, to then go on to this next idea about success because you shared, you know, you've had the cars, you've travelled, you've done all the things. And I can definitely relate to that. And especially when you've come from a background of loss, you almost want to gain in other areas to prove your, your validity, your worth, you know, your identity. And I'm still good enough. And I've been through this, but I'm going to show you, I'll show you through the things. So, and success can be very much like that, can't it? You know, this very um, tangible, well, what have you got? Where do you live? What job do you do? Um, and similar to you, when you, when you're in a job that has natural kudos, you know, like HR consulting, teaching, everyone knows what that is. You go yes. abroad, people know what that is. And they're like, oh, cool, great. So you've got a natural validity to your life. So when you then do work for yourself and you have to navigate a lot more roller coasters than when you've got an employer and you've got that stability, how would you say someone can start to create real success? And we're talking now holistic success with your relationships, your lifestyle, your clients, all of it you know not just monetary or or cars or you know material things but how can someone really start to create success without sacrificing this slowness without just becoming busy without just chasing the next thing what would be some reframes you would offer to someone listening that really wants success but in all areas of their life but also doesn't want to just feel like they have another job or they're working 24 seven, or they only have Sundays off, you know? So it's more yeah, of a- I love it, yeah. 
I love I love the the depth of of all that we've been talking about here. <laughs> so so I think first things first is to to allow yourself to open up your heart to understand what does success mean for you. And I remember ten years ago, it took me about three years to really feel to really understand to have that clarity of actually what does success look like feel like what does it mean to me um and I think that's where the power of coaching comes in because a lot of a lot of us will have blind spots that's another reason why I came to you was I had a lot of blind spots that I couldn't navigate through and and so the first thing is is getting that clarity around what does success mean how do I how do I want to feel what what will be in place if I am successful and then getting that vision. So I talk a lot about vision. So what, if you could imagine what that life would be, would be if you were successful, then what would it look like? Um, So that vision, that clarity, and then understanding your values. I think this is a biggie, especially when you're uncovering the success of your business, of your relationships, of your life is what are those values? So I know if I, and actually I did this quite recently we looked at my values when I went to the transform day on Friday and they pretty much exactly the same now they haven't really changed the spirituality is really important for me number one helping others number two um health is number three Uh, love is in there too relationships so I'm really clear about those values and whenever I'm starting to have a funny five minutes about that success I go back to the values has something changed here is something um, is something missing you know another two of mine is is nature and and an adventure um and then and then creating those really purposeful powerful habits that will help you propel so although I talk a lot about the slowness and all of that I can get through a lot in a day my capacity to get through a lot is still possible there my productivity is really strong so I'm still successful but it just looks slightly different mm. um, and the accountability I think that is the biggie that is you know being accountable to yourself more importantly to others around you um, is 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 really important again because if there's no accountability the buck stops with you and I, I found this not last year the year before so what's that 2022 when I um, I still had my my internal team before we decided to to work with more contractors and associates. And I remember working with with my coach at the time on leadership because, to be honest, I was the last person everything stopped with. So I could be late sometimes. I might not follow through on certain things. I might not be clear with my communication. But then I was teaching leadership, so I had to really brush myself up. So that accountability helped me to to focus on all of those areas of um of of success of what success looks like for me and then reflection talks so much about this is reflection is one of the most underutilized tools that we got so where am i where am i working towards here am i am i doing what i'm saying i wanted to do am i reaching this income goal am i changing lives in in this area or am i getting the clients that i want to get in this area so you know really focusing on your vision your clarity your values those habits accountability reflection and then delegating where possible so I know certainly in the last two years the way we've changed our people model our team model delegating has been game-changing for for the versions of success that we're working towards and then making well-being and wellness a priority and I'm not just meaning eating fruit I remember there was somebody that we had a meeting with in the corporate space and he he had said oh you know we do so much for our employees we give them like fruit and 
and like that's not well-being like well-being is is all of those areas of energy that i was talking about you know everything within this so so that's what i would say and i would say also give yourself time it's not just i'm going to be successful today you know the reason i was number one in recruitment for all that time was because i was consistent i was disciplined but not with my health being in a sense you know my health suffered that so now it's like having a lunch break and eating food at the table and drinking more water and sleeping and you know not working every hour of the day but being really refined with what does that look like and feel like so I hope that that answers um your question to to that version yeah, of it does. yes it does and also giving people options like some people might want to revisit values some people might want to revisit their own reflections some people might want to look at consistency when it comes to their health so I, I always love having options because it means people can go away and think that's really useful and I can use that this would be really great for me delegating I don't do that enough I'm um, having a lunch break I don't do that enough you know these it's really important so all of those things I, I do think create a really nice opportunity for someone to go away with and think this is the one thing that I really want to become more successful in. And one of my statements that I use actually, um, because a lot of my clients will say things, you know, how do you get everything done? You know, how are you so productive? I don't, I don't know how you can do so much um, and not burn out. And that's always been a, that, that for me has always been a factor. When I used to have annual reviews at school, um, the head teacher would always say to me, you can't keep going at this pace. You just won't sustain it. And I did. And it, and it wasn't it wasn't like I was trying to. It's just how I am. So it's always been a thing for me. People have always asked me about pace and energy and maintenance. And the one thing I always say is I choose one whatever I'm doing, I choose to do to the best of my success. If I'm watching Netflix. I love that. Yeah. And I said, if I'm watching Netflix, I will binge Netflix. If I'm eating crisps, I will have the whole packet. If I'm going for a walk, I will do like a 5K, even if it's slow. Like I'm very much, whatever the thing is, if I'm having a bath, I'll listen to a podcast in the bath. I'll be in there with the bubbles. Like I full on, whatever I choose to be doing, I do to the best of my success. So of course- I love that. Yeah, so the, the depletion, the reason I love what you've said there is, if people decide I'm going to start doing reflections- do it all out. Say every Friday, I'm going to journal and do reflections. If it is being consistent with your well-being, okay, get yourself a meal plan. Decide what you're so all of these things you can create, like you said, you can create success in, but it could be, and this is a perfect example. The other day someone said, Have you watched X on Netflix? Well, yeah, I finished it. And I'm like, I feel successful there. I finished it. I binge watched it and I freaking loved it. So, you know, I don't leave myself, even in my free time and my lazy time and my slow time, which I love, I even that I want to do to the best of my ability. I want to enjoy it. I want to yes. soak up the fact I'm doing nothing. Um, so I think that's great to redefine. And then and I love what you've said there. So much of what you've said there. Can I just make reference to two things? So, you know, you mentioned there about the enjoy thing. And I think mm. that is so important. I talk a lot about love because love never fails, love perseveres. But actually, I talk a lot about joy because they're all quite linked together. And that came about through my cancer journey when it was so hard. I wrote a blog, which was called Finding the, Finding the Joy in the Cancer Journey. And actually, Eleni and I have just been talking about it recently. I might reignite some of it because of the the tools that we were mm -hmm. able to, to you to, that I learned through that journey. And it's just impacted so much. But I learned through that is joy is about 
enjoying what you do. And I think what happens again within our business is we start out and we are loving freedom and being an entrepreneur and, you know, the money and all of this, but actually we very quickly fall out of love with it or actually we're not enjoying what we're doing. And so we've got to, again, going back to that vision, those values is, is make sure that we enjoy what we're doing. And if we're not, then, then we need to, we need to do something about it. And because nobody else is going to come and wave a magic wand and fix it for us. No. We've, we've got to do that. And I think, you know, just also making reference to what you said there about going all out. I love that. But actually what I've also learned is I love a bath too. And, and <laughs> I love listening to podcasts and going all in with the, with, with the Netflix, but I've realized I can't do two things at once. So if I'm going for a walk, I don't listen to a podcast anymore. I've somehow I've, I've, it feels better to just focus on one thing. Mm. Um, I don't know what it, I, I need to spend more time on the analysis of that, but for somehow it's, maybe it's that part of yourself where people are like, you know, back in the day, if you had on your CV, multitasker, you were amazing. And I think maybe because it's the programming that I've undone, I just can't do, I just yeah like to just be present with just where I am. I don't know. it's an interesting one yeah I think it's good like you said the enjoyment I feel so much more fulfilled for example today uh in the post I had a credit card arrive but I've already paid off this credit card and closed the account and I thought to myself this is annoying because I now have to call them to make sure they've closed the account and you're going to be on hold and you're doing all of this Yes. I thought, but I thought, right, it's 10 to 10, it was at the time. And I thought, I've got 10 minutes and then I've got a client call. I'm going to use, I'm going to give them, I'm going to challenge the, the, the company. Will they get this sorted in 10 minutes? I mean, do you know, I, why did I decide that? But I thought I need to make this fun or I'm going to resent this 10 minutes. So I sat on the phone, went through the automated thing. It finished at 9.57. I actually felt fulfilled at that point. I thought, Amazing. do you know what? I got this done. It wasn't on my to-do list. It wasn't something I wanted to do. But if I don't do it now, it's going to sit on my desk for another month. I've then got this credit card that I don't need. I don't want it. And I thought by making that, like you said, joyful, even by just saying, let's see if they can fix this for me. Yes. Um, I did actually feel fulfilled. So Amazing. I texted Luke and said, oh my gosh, I've got this new credit card um, and I've closed I closed the account. I've closed it, closed the account. He was like, oh, well done. Nothing. Amazing. Like, yeah, nothing to do with the day. So I think sometimes it is, even when you have those annoying things you have to do and the niggly bits, finding a way that you can make that feel fulfilling when it's done even if it is like walking the dog and you're like, oh, it's dark and I'm tired. And you think, do you know what? I'm going to walk the dog for 15 minutes. And then I know when I come home, they'll sleep. You feel more fulfilled. Absolutely. So because like it, it removes the cl- it removes the clutter in your mind, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But actually when we're busy, 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 busy all the time, we haven't got space. No. For that, men- you know, for, for that mental, cl- you know, that mental clutter is existing. But actually when you then declutter everything oh that's the calmness that's that I love that I love what you said there just and it's the simple things you know often we're looking for the big big stuff mm-hmm. but it's the small things that matter and that's what I've learned so much it's valuing the small stuff and appreciating the big stuff yeah I agree I agree the small things I love the small things more okay so if someone's listening and they're thinking you know this is so juicy and I love this and I need this in my life but 
how do I get started? I've got this business, I've got this infrastructure, I've got all of these things in place. Like I said, when this airs, it's kind of third week of Jan, I'm in it now. I've already started marketing, I'm promoting, I'm launching, I'm doing all of these things, I'm ready for Q1. All of the mindset thoughts we've had, like I'm, I'm basically set. How do I take time for me? Or how do I make this more balanced? Or how do I create more spaciousness? How am I going to find out what I enjoy? Have you got any top tips for how someone can focus on fulfillment? without it becoming another another task like another yeah, just, okay I'm going to write down my values because Kiki said write them down and then we never look at them again yeah 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 good um that's such a good way to 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 get you to to look at things differently so I would say is take yourself out on a date somewhere get out of your environment even if it's to a coffee shop or so or even in the bath you know a lot of my magic moments are often in the bath there's no interruptions nobody's around um and and I just have those those moments just in the bath just thinking but just allow yourself give yourself the permission to ask yourself is this serving me is this what I really want to be doing am I enjoying this how am I going to feel if this is what what I'm going to be creating for the rest of this year and then what I would say is decide to to upgrade in in one thing in each of the areas of your life start with your life your health and your work and say, okay, what is one change that I can make for the month of January? Or what is one change that I can make for the next 90 days? Or what is one change that I can make for the next week? And actually then be committed to that. So it might be something as simple as, I know I remember a number of years ago, one of mine was to not have the phone in my bedroom because I was addicted to the phone. And actually it started creeping in recently. And I said to my husband, Ryan, that phone has got to get out the bedroom because I'm creeping into some bad habits. So it could be something as simple as that is I'm going to make sure that I'm off my phone at eight o'clock at night and there's no phone in the bedroom. But just saying to yourself, like, what is one thing that I'm going to, I am going to change? I am going to be responsible for an upgrade in those areas of your life. So it could be you're going to say, do you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to not work a Friday. So that was a biggie for me. I didn't want to work a Friday. That took probably about six months to implement and to be really consistent in um, and, and to create those changes. Or do you know what? I'm going to go and invest in a spa membership, whatever it is, or I'm going to create two hours of lunch break so that I can but just pick something. So health, life and work um, and then do it and actually track it every day. Put a tick if you do it and put a cross if you don't and then analyze why you're not doing it and be accountable to yourself. And I think the, the other thing is, is get accountability. So I know for me, those people that I shared, you included in that, is I know for me to be able to create massive change, I need that accountability in all of those areas. So even if it's friends that you, you're accountable to, is get that accountability. So that's where I would start with that. And as, and also I would say, give yourself permission. If something is not, you know, let's say you've created your plan for 2023 and you're launching something and it's not feeling like, like you want to continue with it, give yourself permission to actually say, do you know what? I'm going to deviate and I'm going to change. Please don't push through just for the sake of pushing through because it's on your goals, because that is not going to help you feel fulfilled. I've done that way too many times and it's not served me because you end up just 
deviating from where you really want to be you, you that's your ego saying go 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 and when we when we actually focus on being a lot more heart-centered it's when we're evolve and that's that that meaning i've got on the back of my wall here which when you're evolving and you're in flow it's you're developing into that better more advanced state and it's going to be uncomfortable it's going to be challenging but you're going to uncover so much more about yourself in that time so that's where i would i would start um i love that i think that's so good life health work life health work because those are the three key areas you know within your life that's your relationships that's the house admin that's that credit card bill you know that's those all those bitty things that have to get done because they are house that they are part of our life mm. we can't ignore them we have to pay attention to them um and as a busy entrepreneur and a busy business owner often we don't prioritize the life stuff mm. until they come and need our attention and that's that's then when it's sometimes too late or mm. um or we haven't prioritized it so it goes back to that seeking your priorities at the very beginning yeah i love that thank you so much for spending this time with us i've loved it i could talk for days thank you and thank you for being my amazing coach oh you're welcome and what i'm going to do is give everyone access to your instagram handle because on there you have all of your links to your website yes. to what you do so that's probably the easiest place people can then locate everything else is that right yes. yeah that's perfect yes my instagram and then they can go off to wherever they need to go off to but Amazing. thank you so much for having me on there and on here and thank you for um just allowing the space to be open and honest and that's what i've loved about you was i remember i heard an instagram live in the summertime or maybe even earlier this year and it was it was you speaking very openly um from the heart and and I could relate to everything you said on that um and hence why then I was like I want her as my coach I think it's great these conversations and it's true you know there's a space and a time for all all corners of ourselves to be shown and it would be hard for us to have this conversation every day because people need the space and time to integrate but not having the conversation about what this really means and why you're in business is becomes really difficult and you end up just living a very transactional life yeah. so I've loved having this conversation with you and the honesty and also like you said all of the aspects you know from things like cancer grief relationships all the way through to business now restructuring practical steps I think it's a really nice opportunity for people to find some change for themselves that allows them to evolve so I'm really grateful that you've come on and spent this time with us. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. See you all very soon. Bye. Yes. Bye.